This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 140, Kaplan. Wow, 140, baby. My name's Turner Sparks. I'm Kaplan. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. You can find <laughs> Kaplan at Cap in America on Instagram. Also, the pod's on Instagram. Right, and we're on Sea Alive right now. And we're so live every, on Sea Alive. Every week, people, uh, not every week, but we will post on Facebook and on, on Twitter on Lost in America Pod, when we're going to be doing the See Alive episode. So you can see it when we record it, which yeah. is 4 p.m. on Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern on Fridays. It won't come out till three days later, so you can get a sneak preview. Of the, it's not a preview. It's the whole episode. It's the real thing, yeah. You, you, can, can, t- you can be the smart one among the fans who know what knows what happens already. And if you hang around for a few minutes after the show, we talk to everybody who's watching on See Alive. We bring them on, on, the, on screen. We uh, go back and forth. A little, a little video chat. Kaplan, you can find us on Instagram at Lost in America Pod, Pod is what yes. I'm getting at. On the podcast today, we have our Old buddy Andrew Heaton. The Mighty Heaton. The Mighty Heaton is back. The Mighty Heaton has his new podcast called Polit- The Political Orphanage. I was on it the other day with Andrea Jones Roy. Well, now a couple controversial weeks ago, episode, I heard. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. It's very controversial because uh, Andrew, because we were talking about women's soccer, as we talked about last week on the pod. Yeah. Women's soccer, all of a sudden in America, um, no one had ever uh, <laughs> no one had ever heard of soccer in general. No one yeah. ever watched Does a it, game in their life. And then the next overnight, they were experts in, in and the pay then, system. And you were, you, and you, then they, not only were they you took the man's side. Not it? only were they experts on the sport, but they were experts on how much everyone should get paid. They had intricacies. People don't know how much football <laughs> players should get paid. They've been watching it their whole life. But all of a sudden, overnight, everyone knew how much women's soccer players specifically should get paid. So I was the voice of reason over there. They should get paid more money. And uh, we talked all about that. The crowd. But we're going to have Heaton on today to talk about his life in Scotland. Do you know yeah. he has a whole double paid, life? And we're going to talk about how he's getting paid. He's going to teach us a few things about podcasts. How to get paid to do a podcast. Yeah, he knows that. We got too. kicked off of Amazon, which, update on that, we've talked to Blue Shirt. Blue Shirt, Esquire, he's on it. It's, he hasn't made it come on the pod yet because he's working on the paperwork first. He's doing, he's writing up paperwork as we speak. Yeah. He's working overtime. So thank you for all your suggestions you gave us over the past week on what we should do. Uh, should we do a Patreon? Should we do something else? Should we do Walmart? 
<laughs> I think that's threatening you, Amazon. Bezos is listening. Send that message. No matter what we're going to do is we're getting Blue Shirt Esquire in here, Pod Lawyer, and he's going to sue Bezos' ass. So we're doing that. But before that, so uh, Heaton's going to come on and tell us all about um, his, his double life in Scotland, which I'm very curious to hear about. This is a new theme of ours, double was- lives in Scotland. Last week we had a, a, a guest pretending to be a Scot. Yeah, <laughs> and now he has a double life, and he has a whole, uh, you know, he's a tour guide. I want to hear more about this. He's a Scottish tour guide as an American. All right. That's very I, I, cool. I always thought he was Scottish, so Cultural that's this appropriation. We'll, we'll wait till he gets on to find out. Cap, but first of all, you gave your, your dog. Oh, uh, yeah, little, well, a little follow-up, because I'm very, I listen to the podcast every week. Okay. So I, I hear. You listen uh, to our podcast. I listen to our podcast. Yeah, good for you. And I mentioned, you know, last week I mentioned I went to Canada. Yep. And when I was in Canada, one thing I didn't mention was that I went zip lining with uh, my kids, like I had done a few years ago. But now I've done it as someone who's had a heart attack. Sure, it's a very stressful thing. But luckily in Canada, there's secondhand pot everywhere. I didn't tell secondhand you secondhand weed. Weed, real weed is everywhere. Secondhand, yeah. You, well, you're getting it. You're getting a little high. People are smoking like in public. It's like legal, I think. Oh, I see. I thought you meant you're getting it. I got. It. I so got that it. was in my head, is what I'm trying to say. Because when you're up, you know, it was a very stressful. You were high. I was high, which is the only way I could, because it's like a real stress. It's like a real test for your heart attack if you could go up really high in the air with like a child and make sure they don't. It's a lot going on. Okay, okay. I'm trying to imagine it. So anyway, my dog's very anxious. At, Pancakes Kaplan, yeah. official dog of the podcast. When there's thunderstorm, she freaks out. And this, I'm in a store in Saratoga Springs, which is where? Uh, it's in New York City uh, State. New York State, yes, thank you. And we had to buy pancakes a present, and she doesn't need crappy toys anymore. She's an old dog. They were selling hemp for dogs. Good. They promised it would reduce anxiety. I remembered our guest. We had a, uh, how long ago was our hemp episode? Couple months ago, we had the guy who grows weed up in upstate New York. Yeah, and he talked all. We really, I listened to that episode. And he really sold me on uh, on hemp, the benefits of hemp, yeah. medicinal. Yeah. So I said, I'm all in. I paid for like this, like forty dollar, fifty dollar thing of hemp for my dog. Oh wow! It was a giant thunderstorm in New York City the other night. I get the alert. You get those alerts on your phone, like where you severe thunderstorm. Gave her the hemp. Within thirty seconds of taking this hemp, she peed all over Teddy's map. Of, he's a map of the world he had spread out. He was looking at all the countries. Yeah. Is he related to it? She just peed everywhere. So my point is, I, I don't think hemp, I, I don't think it's for pancakes. I'm it not doesn't gonna, work? I, I, I think I, we lied to the audience. I would. Are you anti-legalizing drugs? <laughs> I'm now anti-legalizing oh, drugs. No. It led to my build dog a wall? peeing all over. <laughs> oh, uh, build, no, I'm not, I'm not pro-building a wall. That's, oh, I don't know okay. why that's related. <laughs> oh, you're just anti-legalizing drugs for... Animals. For animals, yes. Okay. So you good. don't know. They need more testing, I think we need. More testing. Glad we cleared that up. Cap, should we we don't have any we don't have any sponsors anymore. We've no. lost everything. We right? lost we, we lost, lost Amazon. We, we we got rid of Ents. Yeah, we although kicked them out. You know that Ikram came crawling back. We should tell everyone there was some good he tried to woo us back the other night. Oh he, he did. invited us over for drinks. Do you know that producer Matt? <laughs> Our old uh, studio tried to get us back. I'm not letting you go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> You're mine now. <laughs> yeah, he brought us over. We talked about Ents, the future, how we could be part of it. He really is trying, but we said, we, no, we gave a commitment to stand up. We did. And we had our lawyer there, too. We had Blue Shirt with oh, us. Oh, he was there. You're well, right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he might have you, given Why do you think we brought in an intern last week to impress you guys? I know. And he also, he, he was here earlier on this week, this week's episode, too. Yeah, but Matt won't let him speak on the on Producer a, on Alex. Mic, so. So yeah, he hasn't earned that role yet. <laughs> we're here to stay. We love Producer Matt. We love so Canada. So we're not going back to Ents. So we need other sponsors. Is that what you're saying? Or what you- we need more sponsors. We need something. I'm, we're going to ask Andrew Heat when he gets in here how he does this with Patreon. He makes, I hear tens of thousands of dollars a week doing his thing. Tens of thousands of dollars a week. He told, yeah, he said he was lower, upper middle class or something based off his podcast. So what <laughs> lower that, and upper. I don't know how much that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Cap, should we get to Lost in America? Yeah, let's play the music. Play the Sp- music. 
Gentlemen, I'm lost in America this week. As you know, I need your help. As you know, I've been married for three years. One thing that hey, Americans... You just celebrate your anniversary. Congratulations. Just celebrated my anniversary. We went to the Botanical Gardens, oh, which is a very married people thing to do. It's a married people thing to do, or you do it with kids. You'll do that again in like oh, five, really? six years. Yeah, it's just like... What's your... I don't know what else year you do three it. is Botanical Gardens. Is year five apple picking? When does that come in? I held out on apple picking. I didn't only have kids. I never understood people who do that. On, on, I don't rom- How is that it. romantic? It's, apple picking. It's hell. No one wants to be there. Go to the supermarket. Everybody, buy some apples. Everybody's That's apple sweating. Picking. Right? Yeah. There's just there's a segment of society that loves to do things that they would never actually do for a job. Right. But they want to pay or, to do or it. Or they wouldn't even do it if they were by themselves but or with their friends. They would do it with like a, uh, a date. You like, couldn't pay them to go pick apples. But if they pay you, they, it's like somehow they love to do it. Yeah, exactly. I'm talking about white people. Yeah, here. we're very white people. Pumpkins, all these things. It's a whole. Pum- yeah, exactly. But yeah, there's going to be a year where you just do nothing. That's what you really look forward to. We're just well, like, oh, it was our anniversary. We missed every, it. Wait, no, that's every husband. That's what we all want to do. Yeah, yeah, do exactly. Nothing. So that's what you can look forward to. Like, you're six. Anyways, point of what I'm, what I'm talking about here is a big thing that Americans love to do when they get married, which I've never heard of anywhere else I've traveled in the world. But not only do Americans love to do it, it's become, <laughs> I found it's the law you have to do it to, to be able to renew visas, is you have to have a joint bank account. Americans, what do they say about Americans? They love joint bank accounts. Americans love joint bank accounts. If you're married, you have to join the money. And to me, on the surface, I was like, this is ridiculous. I don't want to do this. Because I don't know. But then once we joined our bank accounts, I realized. Right. You had oh, asked me about it a few months ago. I was nervous. Yeah, you were nervous about it. But now that I've done it, I've completely 180. You flip-flopped. I'm a flip-flopper. Here's why. I, once you join the bank account, I can spend all my wife's money. She has no idea. Yeah. It's, she has no, it's a joint bank account. I know. But she, she's not checking? No, well, you're kind of che- You don't know if you spend it or the other person spend it, so I can just spend her money. Right. That's why people love polygamy. That's the benefit. Because if, like, <laughs> if you have like 10 wives and you have a joint bank account with all of them, yes. nobody knows who's spending or what. It's, like, a, it's an economic thing. It's like it just gets lost in the shuffle. It's like, like the I Civil War. Can't check. I don't know which one of my wife likes flowers or like, spends that much on You get bags 10 or, times the money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah and that's the thing. You get. Even if your wife, if you both are working, and if all ten of you are working, whatever, yeah. Even if they're not making a lot, it gives you more money than you had if it was just you working. Yeah. Say you have fifty grand in your bank account, <laughs> right? But then you have ten wives, and it's a joint with all of them. They're yeah. all even if they have a grand each. Yeah. Now it's sixty grand. I wonder, do they get it? Where they each share a bank? I got to find out. We can get a Mormon on. <laughs> We've got a. To find out Maybe how he knows. He's poly- a, he's polygamy, an to find out polygamy and joint bank accounts <laughs> yeah. work. Do they call it something else? <laughs> the other thing is if you get into tax trouble with the feds, which you know not everybody pays, not everyone's square with their taxes, right? right. Not name and this name. Is, this one's being videoed, so you can't do air quotes or vi- wink, it's, wink. Or, yeah, you yeah, pay exactly. Taxes. I'm just saying not everyone does. Okay. I'm not saying me or you or who or uh, Blue Shirt Esquire. Pro- producer Matt over there, I don't know what he's reporting. But if you don't pay, if you somehow forget to pay one year yeah. and they come after you, you guess what you got a joint bank account you blame it on the wife she goes to prison you're scot-free <laughs> that works it's great <laughs> that's what the rich people do at this point i can't find a downside with a joint bank account uh you can't find a downside i can't find something negative with a joint do bank. you want to find a downside is that why we're here or no? well no my initial idea was that it sounded horrible because it's like you spend your money i spend my money and let's you know go about your business and then america makes you get one if you want to renew green cards right so that all but so you have to keep it forever I guess forever. Because I could always check. Well, if she becomes a citizen, maybe not. Do you have, do you have like your own account too? Or do you just have joint? Because you no. can do both. No, no, no. Have our own. And then uh, we have a joint. So are you funneling? Are you keeping all the money, uh, you know? I'm funneling yeah. things back and forth, up, up uh, left, right, and do center. You have, yeah, you have joint credit cards? What That's I learned, the other thing. Your credit cards joint? We do, but we never, we don't use those. We just, you don't uh, use credit cards? 
No, we, we don't, don't use, use the, the joint, joint ones. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, we know I just... We've never done that, but that's... Uh, I keep money funneling. Funneling. Which I've heard is... Well, that's a good move. Yeah, you're right. Because you want to stay one step ahead of What's the law. <laughs> you know? What are you funneling? What does that mean? No, you just move it from account to account it. to account. You just spend your days transferring money. Yeah! With no real rhyme or reason. It's a good way to get out of stuff. It's a good way to feel productive. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I just transferred some Open funds. Open accounts, closing accounts. A lot of, you keep it, all the passwords. You got to keep track of that. It's a, it's a lot of. <laughs> I have those all in an Excel sheet on my on my desktop. Okay, all right. So burglars. Yeah. House. Beware. Anyway, that's my idea on joint bank accounts. I, I'm a, I'm for them now. I was for against them. All right. So this is a follow up lost in America. You well, this is, I was it. lost and now I'm found. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That happens sometimes. I've been saved. We said last week we needed a word for when being really lost leads to a good thing. Yeah. We need another word for like when something, you've solved it, like you've actually come around on something. You're right. I don't know what that is. So yet. We're if we were better writers and we would think of segments in advance, yes. we could have come up with that. But don't enter us at gmail.com or hit us up, Lost in America Pod, on Twitter, Instagram with ideas, because we need ideas. We need we're ideas. Clearly. Cap, I think, I want to get Andrew Heaton in here. I want to find out how we're going to make money, and I want to find out what he's doing, what he's getting up to over there in Scotland. Let's bring him on in. Bring on Andrew Heaton. All right, we're back with our guest, Andrew Heaton. Hello. Welcome back, sir. I'm home. It's good to be back yeah, in your podcast. It's good Thanks to see for having you. me. New, new digs, I like it. New digs. You seem like your leg. Uh, new. I am hobbling around. Hobbling in here. So for for people that can't see me, uh, I'm wearing one of these kind of cyborg boot things uh, because it turns out I am not nearly as good at hiking as I thought I was. Mm. And I was in Santa Fe a fortnight ago and jammed my <laughs> foot in a hole and it hurts a lot. And New York is super fun to get around with if you've got a cane and a boot. So it was 100 degrees out and yeah. Oh, so. The, the, I looked this up. The humidity rate sixty eight percent. It's terrible. Which by law you're not even allowed to do. Oh. So like this, that shouldn't be the. Do you jam your foot in a hole? You get it stuck there? How does that? Uh, I don't want to go in depth uh, on this. Uh, but right. they, you know, you twist your foot funny, uh, and like at eighteen you're fine, but at thirty five mm. it just breaks. Mm. So uh, yeah, but yeah. the upshot is people are nicer to you if you have a cane. Yeah, much nicer. A cane yeah. is a good oh. look. People no, it gives you makes you like, dignified. You, and when I'm on the subway, do you know who gives me seats? Women. Women, wow. like, like, none of the dudes are, but women are like, are you okay? You want to sit down? And I'm like, yeah, I do, because I have to lug a bag around, too. I can't so. tell you how much I miss when I used to have this life fest after I had the heart attack, and I had this big thing, and Wait, I, would just t- I would just take seats from uh, women you, you and were, children. You were afraid and, of drowning? How did that work? What was the... It was like this uh, vest that would shock me back to life in case I, you know, Whoa. had a heart attack. Wait, so you had like a, like a, a defibrillator Yeah, vest? a defibrillator, right. Yeah. So I used to flash that to women and children to take their seats in subways, <laughs> and now I'm really just... just I can't do it stop anymore. Stop in traffic, take I was like, old people, car. stand up. Up. I got this. Look at this. Hey, hey. So, no, it's a, the, pregnant ladies. Pregnant ladies. Up. How pregnant are you? Come on. I might, have, I might drop dead here. Which trimester? I, 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 I quite like the cane because now the good. everyone else now realizes how not dangerous I am. Because, yeah, like, previously, if I'm walking down the street, like, I kind of look like an angry Abe Lincoln. And some people aren't <laughs> yes. sure what. But if I'm hobbling down the street with this cane, people are like, oh, poor guy. Yeah, like, I'm go like, back. good. You've now assessed me at the correct level of danger. Right. You've taken a pity. You got a little pity from yeah. everybody you see now. The yeah, cane. yeah. I might keep Much it. better than crutches, a cane. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> so, okay. So, wait, 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 catch us up on your podcast. Wait, first of all. You have a new podcast. I have a new podcast. So it's called The Political Orphanage. Yeah. And so previously, the one that we, Cap and I, were both uh-huh. on yeah. over at The Blaze uh-huh. was... Uh, Something's Off with Andrew Something's Heaton. Something's Off with Andrew Heaton. 
Done. Political orphanage. I've already done this. Episode two. I was yeah, in. Yeah, you were yeah. in real early. You were it's, the you were the first one on something's off, and you were the second one. Yes. On, so uh, wow, so that's... next week when I kick off whatever the third iteration will be, I'm you'll back. Be on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yes, li- like a mighty phoenix rising from the ashes of something's off with Andrew Heaton, the political orphanage is born. So I'm doing a week. I was doing a daily program. Now I'm doing a weekly program. That seems easier. It's a lot. How easier. did you do the daily program? Daily oh, seems insane. Oh, really kill me. So so like being funny people, I think I think you can appreciate this more because I was writing one or two sketches per show. You were writing so, the whole thing. Yeah. It's like so a well-written podcast. It was oh and it was like like and I, I liked doing it. It was a good it stretched me creatively, but it oh man, because like by Thursday you come in and you're like, everyone's gonna realize I'm a fraud. I don't know. Because <laughs> at some point you're like, I'm not funny today. Yeah. But I have to write this show. Yeah, hire, yeah, hire some yeah. writers. So I, I do I, I do the weekly show now and uh, and I, I I do the same thing. I do like you know 15, 20 minutes of scripted content, and then I bring on uh, one or two guests and we talk about it. It's it's called the political orphanage because I think that there are a bunch of people in the country that aren't really enthusiastic about red team or blue team, and they didn't sign up for the slap fight they're doing hey, forever. They're all middle. We're yeah. the all middle. The all right middle. Here. However you want to call it. Like, I'm just like I just I wanted to eat brisket. That's what I showed up for. I thought I was going to eat brisket, and then everybody's <laughs> screaming at each other, right. and I'm like, why, did I do I have to participate in this? And the, the answer is I don't have to participate in it. So mm. I'm doing a podcast for all those people. So fantastic. Mm. And, uh, and real quick, a, yeah. uh, several people have come over from you guys, which I really appreciate that. I've had people reach out. It's usually an international audience. I, I've had people that are in China Great. That, have, that, have, that have come over. That's what we and, do. Uh, We're kingmakers. So, so, so you, you, you all are bringing over my We're anointing my, 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 my international globalist contingency for which a I'm globalist. Global. Oh, we have a big a globalist audience. <laughs> big fans of mine. Our globalist fans are really uh, upset about my Holocaust Museum story last week. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell you. you had, I know you had Jeremy Carrickin who we were talking about. Yeah, oh, he's a real globalist. He was great. He's I, a real globalist. <laughs> Jeremy's great. Yeah, that arch, arch uh, playwright writing globalist type. Now, he's fun. I like Jeremy. I'll bring him on soon. One of our favorite blowhards, as we call him. Yes, one of the best out there. And uh, what I love about this is that you've gone, uh, you're indie. You've yes. Indie. You joined the indie oh, world. So well, we great. were indie, then we sold out. Oh, now we're well, here at Stand in New York. We're still pretty indie. <laughs> you, you were corporate before. I, I've been on, I've worked for three, I worked for The Blaze, I worked for Reason, I worked for Fox Business. I had a good time working at all of them. But um, when when you do that, you're now, you're sort of vaguely culpable, or at least people presume that you're like the average of everyone else at the network. Yeah. So like, so Fox Business, for example, I get along very well with Kennedy, who I worked with. I'd be ha- like, if Kennedy were running for Congress, I'd go be your press secretary. Love Kennedy, right? Don't have Kennedy in the pot. Don't have a lot to do with like Sean Hannity and that lot, right? Yeah. But when I was in New York, people were like, "Oh, Fox, so like you hate immigrants?" And I'm like, "No, no. Why would I know?" You right? know what's interesting about that? If I can stop you for a yeah. second, no one ever at Terry Bradshaw works on the Fox <laughs> Football Show. No one ever asked him. Yeah. Like, ooh, Fox. Well, so, and he, and he does Murdoch, hate immigrants, Terry uh, Bradshaw. Isn't, yeah, but, a, isn't Simpsons on Fox? Yeah, like, yeah, but yeah. that's different. It's a different department. But it's the same company. Well, but but I was a different department. He was a different department. Well, people didn't know Fox Business was a channel. That's true. Honest. No, that's true. That's a good point. And yeah. there are a few people at Fox, Fox Business, Business, like Lou Dobbs is on there. Oh, right? God, yeah. yes. Lou Fox Dobbs Business and Fox Business. Lou Dobbs is a very good example of somebody that I should not have to carry water for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, now that I'm indie, though, people are like, well, like, you know, the political orphanage, like, what's your thing? And I'm like, well, I just, I don't like either party, and I'm funny, and I talk to thoughtful people, and they're like, well, I guess I can't hate you. And I'm like, yes, mission accomplished. That's all I wanted. The thing that's great about it is the money, it's like you connected to your fans, you have a Patreon account. They, if they like it, they give you money. If they don't, they don't. That is a 
game changer. So what's really cool about that, uh, I, in fact, I, ta- I talked about this, the episode you came on, before you came on, uh, Turner, is so previously, like, my boss was the network, right? And I, my audience is the not suits, the same thing upstairs. as my boss. The suits. Yeah, and, like, they might... Oh, Matt over here. They, they might be very nice, They might, but they've got a different... They've got their own priorities. The audience is different. Now my audience is my boss, and it's awesome because I'll get, like, a message on Patreon. The second I get that, I'm like, I'm going to go check that. I work for that guy. And it's usually like, hey, can you talk longer? I like you. But if, like, on Twitter, if somebody's like, hey, your episode was too long, I'm like, are you, okay, you're not even giving me a dollar. I don't care. Like, I, like I'm, I'm glad that you're listening, but I can, I now oh, know, I if, saying, if, I, if I'm taking out. criticism, I'm going to give way more, way more attention to the criticism from people that are paying me to live sure. <laughs> than the people that are, like, just showing up. It's great. And I will say, you have a rabid fan base. I did your podcast, I think it came out a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like every time I check my Twitter, there's like 75 new comments. Yeah, because all these people are debating what we talked about. about I, I won't even I won't even debate on Twitter. Like Andrea Jones Roy was getting into some. Andrea goes really after really kind. Like like she was being very patient with with someone that wanted to fight her about gender inequality. Oh yeah, and I was like I am all, like I've I've <laughs> it was me. I, like, I looked at that and was like I am already exhausted by this. I'm gonna go eat tacos. I won't I won't argue on Twitter anymore. No, they go nuts. So congratulations to you. Yeah. Thank what you. do you think we should do? Should we do a um, should we sue? Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. Should we you, do heard about, you heard how Amazon took us out. Well, I mean, I think from the, our big network. We're at Amazon I think network. The first thing you guys need to do is leak a sex tape. I, I don't know why that has not been on the Bezos. Board yeah. Do we have one? We can find one. Okay. No. Now with um, facial the, recognition, the, the fake app thing. You can make just, one. You know, add Jeff Bezos one. into it. Okay. Yeah. Check out so the, the, the sex tape. Thing. Leak sex tape. Okay. No, but the, 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 but again, I'm going to say the Patreon thing's really cool because let's say that like you've got your listener base and they're like, you know what, we we love it when you talk about poutine from Canada. We love talking about poutine from Canada. Uh, and you're like, I, I, I didn't realize that was what our paying <laughs> listeners wanted to hear about. I guess we'll do that more. And you can kind of gravitate I mean, that direction. I don't like to dip my French fries in gravy, but I will do it for the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Canadians don't like Kaplan. <laughs> oh, do they not? He goes do they hard. Not, do they not, you, but you were, I, I'm not a big, you, were, you were in French Canada, too. I was in Fr- I was in Montreal, but I realized this time that it was it's not as French as you think. Every time in the beginning you think like it's French, it's French, but there's like a lot of English people there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this time I didn't even pretend. I didn't even try. I didn't botch my revoirs or whatever bonjours. There, I uh, just said hi. I I've been there. I've been to <laughs> Mon- gonna- to Montreal once, and I had a good time. And it was and I, as long as I said like like I'm, I don't know how to say it now, but I could say I, I, I'm sorry. I don't speak Bonsoir. French. You speak English. Everybody was really really cool. That said though, I think Quebec is the the Arkansas of France. That's my read on Quebec. It's the Arkansas. You're gonna get some hate mail on that. Producer Matt, I'll take it. I'll I'll pick a fight with a Quebec. As a resident Canadian, producer Matt, what do you think about that? I mean, most of Canada just makes fun of the Quebecois. They're pretty. They're pretty well hated. Mark, Mark, where are you from in Canada? Well, it's Matt. Matt. (laughs) Uh, I stand by my original assessment there. Mark, I ask you where you're from in Canada. I'm from Massachusetts originally. Oh, are you? I, I have dual citizenship. Oh, are you? See, yeah. I, I find like if you were, so, you know, every like 20 years, Quebec decides whether or not to leave the country or whatever. I feel like if you let all of Canada vote on that, it would have to leave the country. Like if you let people in like Alberta vote on whether Quebec gets to stay in, they would absolutely kick it out. But if you let Alberta have too much power, they'd also have a national religion. Right, because Alberta is the Texas of Canada. Yes, See, it is. I know. I know my Canadian geography pretty well at this point. Pretty good. And, yeah. uh, and Toronto's the fake capital. It's not the capital? No, it's oh, Ottawa. It's, oh, it's Ottawa. It's in the yeah. middle because the Queen. Yeah, I heard that whole the thing. The capital is never what you think. That's every country. Now, now, what was the, I went to the Canadian History Museum while I was in Montreal. I learned a lot. Now, now, cool. what, then what was the original capital of Canada? Oh. Montreal. No. What? Saskatchewan. 
Kingston, Ontario. Uh, they don't mention that in the Montreal it. Museum. Oh. They made it seem like Montreal was the original capital. There was, I guess, yeah, because well, there's Quebecois who like yeah. to brag about. And then they got burned importance. down the well, building. I, and well, I think that was like the first settlement, right? Because like because Canada was French and then the British conquered it, but there weren't anybody else hanging out there, which is why Canada wasn't a part of. There America. was Native Americans. You yeah, know, okay, they don't. Yes, we no one talks about what the Canadians did to them. First Nation. Yeah, if if you start history before 1750, I guess it was First Nations. All right. What I want to get to is you in Scotland. Yeah. What yeah. is it? So first of all, I want to talk about you were a tour guide, but you also you moved there in I'm college. I've been a tour guide twice. So yeah. where were, wait, where were you born? You were born in Oklahoma? Is Oklahoma. Kaplan yeah. thinks you're I from Scotland. I thought you were You thought I was Scottish? I thought you were. Is that, is that because I just, accent. I'm bearded and I look suspicious? Is that where beard, you're getting that from? Yeah, your accent's hard to figure out. The, the, I the, the, the like older I get, the more like, and if I grow my beard out, I just look like a fisherman on a dock glaring at children. <laughs> like I'm turning into this like more haggard guy. Yeah, you do cast away. You have an unorthodox rhythm of speaking. Yes, Which I'm told is from Scotland. Yeah. And even like even when I'm in Oklahoma and I'm like really leaning into my, I think there's there's some um, I, when, I, when I was actually my old boss when I was a tour guide, he said that he thought I sounded incredibly American and incredibly Scottish at the same time. And I think I think the rhythm is Scottish, but the pronunciation is American. Very. And I think that's it. But I can't dump the rhythm now. I don't know how to do, like if I if I'm drunk and I'm talking about lawnmower maintenance, then the Oki bubbles up. There we right? go. But I can't consciously like I can't consciously raise it anymore. So what happened? So how did you become a um, <laughs> lawnmower maintenance? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's like the Joe's most talking about lawnmower maintenance is the most Oklahoma. Yeah, thing. he's like, because well, like I don't know how to grow wheat. I don't know what you do. I assume right. you mow it. That's all I know, right? So like, like lawnmowers, I've operated a lawnmower. I can. You're do the that. most. Yeah, you're that. the most cosmopolitan <laughs> Oklahoma guest. I can't ever believe had. you know how to operate. Yeah, lawnmower maintenance. How did you? Uh, how did you become a tour guide? I so I went. And first of all, where were you? I w- so I was in Edinburgh. That's the only part of uh, of Scotland that I've lived in. When I when I graduated college, I went to Britain. I, I was there for about a year and uh, started out in England. Wound up in Edinburgh. Loved it. Uh, s- Southern England, where I started out, is like the planet Vulcan with wool hats. There's there's nice things about it. It's not very gregarious. Uh, English people, not super cuddly. Kind of difficult to make. Like If you want to make friends in Southern England, like south of Birmingham, you go to a pub and you sit there for like, I don't know, a month. And then when everybody <laughs> is else is really quiet, you go, you look dead forward and you go, it's not raining, is it? And if someone goes... Oh, it's been good weather. Then you offer them a pint, and now you've got a friend. And that, it's like really? sne- it's like sneaking up on rabbits. It takes forever. <laughs> like like in Oklahoma, where I'm so from. You have to buy drinks for guys. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so this is this is a whole British thing. You've got to like. You you buy rounds is the thing. You don't buy individual drinks. You buy rounds. And it's less rapey that way, and, huh? It's less sketchy in general. It is, know. but it does lead to more flagrant alcoholism, right? Because like you could go like, you know what? I'm just gonna have a beer. No, you can't. Not in Britain. Oh, because if, if they buy you, if, if, right. if someone buys you and six other people around, you're a minimum exactly. drinking six so, beers. So, so if if the, 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 if the four of us in this room go out for drinks after this. We're all going to have to buy each other around if we're in the UK. And, if, yeah. and if, if I were to go, and this has happened to me multiple times in Scotland, if I'm like, you know what, like, I'm just going to, it's, it's noon. I'm just going to have like a drink and stop. They'll go, are we not friends anymore? You're not going to take my pint. Well, well, okay then. And, it, like, and it's, it's literally offensive. So you've got to do that. So yes, yeah, so you do that. You know, I, I hung out in Southern England and I've got, a, I've got a bunch of friends there and I've, I've kind of figured out how the ropes work. But at the time, hailing from Oklahoma, which is a violently gregarious state, like Oklahoma is a state where if you're, if you're driving down the road and you see someone and you don't wave at them, they're like, what's that guy hiding, right? Mm-hmm. So like England's like the opposite of that. <laughs> I want yeah, Oklahoma Scott- curb your enthusiasm with like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, the, Wait, the, can I ask <laughs> about the pint thing quickly yeah, yeah, before yeah. we get to that? Is that uh, the, the buying the rounds? Because I do that sometimes in America, but I'm wondering if I got that over when I was you living abroad. You probably watched a lot of BBC when you were a kid. It probably but I also hung out with British Just good people. manners. If someone buys you a drink, you buy the one back. No, but sometimes so. I start it. 
Oh, you still? Because when I was living in, maybe I got that from. I had English roommates living Could over be. in China. That's why Venmo has solved a lot of alcoholism. Because now you not, just people would Venmo what they owe. Do Americans office. not do that? Like, well, we, no, I'll get the first that. round. I'll get the round. No, we do do that, but oh, I, think okay, that's, I don't do. think that's in the younger people doing that. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I, yeah, I feel I feel like you might, or you might go up to the bar by yourself and just get a drink, or maybe the, the waiter or the waitress comes by and you get a drink. So, but if I know I'm hanging out with friends for like the night, right. I'll we'll be, be like, go, I'll we'll get be, the first round. Americans are big in starting a tab on their own tab. Well, maybe that's yeah. me. We're, we're very atomized. Well, the other thing too is like we've got we don't have pub culture over here, right? So like like you go to a bar to like. Uh, seduce someone or watch sports yeah. in America. We don't go to a bar that doesn't have a TV on and doesn't have girls. Right. And yeah. they do. Wait, what is, is pub He means like a man will just go to a bar and sit there, yeah. like not to watch a game or to hit on women, just to hang out. So, so, so like, so like drink like by in, themselves. In, in, or, in Scotland, well, not you don't even have to with drink. Friends, you are going to drink if you're in but, Scotland, but you don't have to. So like like in, in Britain, Scotland, by England. By themselves? You would go by yourself? Oh, yeah. So, so Scotland, pubs are living rooms that happen to have beer in them. The, the thing is, it, like, imagine your neighborhood built a living room. That's what a pub is. It's just a living room that you go hang out. You can, like, read a newspaper for six hours. You you probably are going to drink because it's Scotland. You don't have to. Maybe kids are going to show up. Who knows? So, like, there is like there is a different atmosphere going on. It is constitutively different. And is it like you find your neighborhood, like, you would know people, you would only go by yourself if you already know people, or you would just go by yourself, even if you're tour like, traveling? You'd, you'd probably go by yourself either way, but there are definitely neighborhood pubs. So, like, in Oklahoma... Okay. The landmarks you navigate by are churches. So like in Edmond, where I'm from, if if I meet somebody from Edmond and I'm like, well, what part of Edmond are you from? I'm over on 33rd and Bryant. Wait, you're talking about Oklahoma or Scotland here? Oklahoma. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so for, for, for our purposes today, I, I'm an associate Scot who's been adopted by the good people okay. of, of Alban. Okay. Uh, but I am I'm a, a native son of Oklahoma. Okay. But in Oklahoma, you're like, where are you from? Thirty third and Bryant. Oh, you're over by like the Cumberland Presbyterian Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Scotland, you're you're like, where where are you? You're like, oh, I'm on I'm on Great Neck Lane. You're like Great Neck Lane. What is, is that's like a, that's like the monkey, the brass monkey, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's a brass monkey. And like you you figure yeah. out wow. what neighborhood you're in that. based on the pub. Yeah. I was by the Prince Eddie pub in uh, in London. That's where I live with your brother. Prince Edward <laughs> pub. That was our corner pub. Prince Eddie? <laughs> Prince Edward. But yeah, I, yeah. Okay, so I cut you off, but how you were telling us how you got there. Oh, yeah. So I, I went up there, and uh, I'd, I'd, I think I'd been to, I'd, I'd, I'd visited once previously. But I showed up, and I went to, uh, I went to the Tron, which is a, at the time, uh, a pr- not like not super divey, but kind of divey bar in Edinburgh. I think it's cleaned up. At the, at the time I was there, you could get like tenants and tenants with bits of, of of light bulb in it. Those were your two options. Were these sort of two base level loggers and uh, made friends of these local Scots? Were like, hey, where are you from? I was like Oklahoma. And they're like, I want to make sin, and uh, and they got me just absolutely royally drunk. I mean, like beyond like like just really bad. And like I showed up like a, like two days later. And we went through the exact same conversation where they're like, who are you? Where are you from? Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, great. And like we started going through the, the, the bartender was like, oh, my God, you guys did this two days ago, you morons. And I became friends with these guys. <laughs> uh, I was over there for a wedding last year. I'm still friends with them. So I, I had a really good time. I, uh, I, I uh, uh, had a, a good group of friends, left, came back a couple of years later to get my master's degree in international politics. And that kind of sealed the deal, where at that point I had a host family that live in Peebles. I've got like an adopted aunt and uncle. Uh, I've got all these friends. It's Peebles. some. It's Peebles. Uh, Peebles is like if a sweater vest could become a town. <laughs> 
That is Peebles. Like, imagine, like, you know those... What does that mean? <laughs> imagine those, like, cute wool cabbie hats. Imagine flinging it into a field through of sheep, yeah. and it just sprouts into this cute little Victorian town. Oh, That's yeah. Peebles. I, 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 got I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've been over there a bunch. Of, I've got a bunch of friends over there. I got educated over there. I lost my virginity over there. So I feel like a lot of my a lot of my 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 adult journey took place over in Edinburgh. Last and, and I and I go back. Every, I've been over. I've been every year but once since two thousand and seven. And so, how long do you stay when you go? This time I'm going to go three weeks. Usually okay. I go a week or two. Okay. I, I, tr- I try and go over and see all my friends, and then I try and visit a new place every time I'm over there as well. I'm slowly put, putting together a travel book about Scotland. And what is it about Scotland that got you? Uh, I don't sweat that much. That's, that's well, two beautiful things. Beautiful up there, Edinburgh. It, it is. It is go- like so. Like all of Scotland is. It, it looks all of it looks like a postcard, with the exception of the Parliament, which looks like if Gene Roddenberry. Like, like vomited over a housing complex. The parliament's just ugly as sin. But everything other than that uh, is, is <laughs> Gene just... Gene Roddenberry. It's terrible. So the, okay, hey, so, who's that? It's great reference. So Gene Roddenberry's the, the founder of Star Trek, right? He created Star Trek. <laughs> Imagine the How guy that Star created Trek? Star Trek was like, hey, Gene, you want to design an apartment complex? And he's like, yes, it's going to be a big cube with bamboo stapled to the outside of it. That's the part. It's, it's so ugly. The, the, Scot- <laughs> the Scots, they have this terrible thing that they need to get over, which is the Scots are like, you know what? What are not an old country we're a new hip country we're, and we built this new and we're like stop it just stop it just build freaking castles it's what you're good at yeah. build the castles yeah castles are nice up on the up on the hill yeah the, the yeah uh, the, yeah the the the, uh, the top of the royal mile yeah which actually I, I, I went to edinburgh and i went to some bookshop and i bought train spotting i remember the book before yeah. it had, and i was reading i really like read like like half the book sitting there in that hill under, and then i wanted to go do heroin though and yeah just like well that's a- that's the the, na- <laughs> the national the national enemy like you know like france and england are enemies yeah. like the national enemy of scotland's heroin is it still there's actually a Canada uh, connection to that. So the, there's the castle. It's Canadians. The, the Royal Esplanade is that kind of big, like, stony lawn in front of it. Yeah. Um, so when uh, when England was bothering putting together, uh, was it Jamestown and all that, Scotland was not yet a part of the United Kingdom or Great Britain. So the Scots had Nova Scotia over in Scotland, New, New no, Scotland, right, over in Canada. They had this one, one colony. And under English law, if you were going to become like the Duke of Lennox or whatever, you go to, to Westminster or to London or wherever, and the king makes you the duke. Under Scots law, the king goes to your fiefdom, right? So if, if the king of the Scots wanted to make the duke of Nova Scotia or the duke of Halifax, he'd have to go across the Atlantic Ocean. And he was like, screw that, I'm not doing that. So he just took like a bunch of dirt from Canada and like dumped it in a bucket out on the, the lawn of the Esplanade and went, bam, Canada, that's Canada now. And so <laughs> there's like there's like a five by five square that's legally a part of Canada that I, I think they've, they've like- Oh, they, so he would then step on it and then yeah, count, yeah. it's like, so I'm so, in your country. So you, you'd come over and kneel, and then he'd knight you, and you're now the Duke of, of Halifax or whatever. And they've, I, I looked into this. They've, they've got rid of all the borders because they like people like me were like, so if I get in trouble with the Scots, I can run to that bit. Yeah. And I'm in Canada, you can't do anything to me. So they, they won't tell you where it is, but there is like a legal five by five on it's the Esplanade. Still part of Canada? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah so. Okay, so Canada's part of Europe then. Yeah, you, well, nice. yeah, yeah. You've, you've got, yeah, it's got like a little outcropping. It's mm. like it's got like a little embassy, basically. You know? All right. Yeah. And yeah. where were you? So you're in uh, Edinburgh. I was in Edinburgh, and, and I became you're... a tour guide there. Yeah. How? Uh, what? Yeah. So, so, so two reasons. Uh, the the first one is, and I'll preface this: I've had a lot of jobs, and I've been un- unquestionably the best thing I've ever been as a tour guide. I, that is the be- I'm better as, as at that than I am as a comedian, podcaster? as a podcaster, 100. percent You you're, do uh, seem like someone who, if everyone's listening and you're talking, it's yeah. like a great yeah. He it feels <laughs> like what you're meant to do. I have an attention. He had work. a Patreon <laughs> for that. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I, well, it kind of because I was tip based. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't have a salary. I was all tip based. But also, if you can just give out facts and information. Yeah. 
didn't well, see like that. that. That's right. I'm a comedian with a history degree, so yeah. that was perfect for me because I could walk around and be like, "Oh, this is where the Duke of Bulich or whatever Bulich uh, did blah 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 blah," and then I'd, I'd put in a clever joke, and then everybody would clap and give me money. It was great. I loved it. And I'll say this: if you're a tour guide, you you know as a comedian that like you'd be funny every thirty seconds. As a tour guide, you can like kind of take a break for a minute and just spit off facts and things, and then come back around. You can yeah. fill stretch that out for three hours. So so that was that was pretty. I did, so that's part of it is I'm, I'm I've got a naturally good Wait. disposition for it. The other reason is the Scots, whenever they join a tour guide company, if it's situated across Europe, they leave and go to Spain. They don't want to be in Scotland. They want to be in a sunny country. Okay. So it was actually very difficult to find a Scottish tour guide. So it wasn't uh, like you, you weren't the only non-Scot? I, th- I think I was the closest thing to a Scot. Oh. I oh no, they did. There were one or two, but again, most of the Scots would go to Madrid. So you would do like like city tours, like yeah. Around? I was okay. doing. I did a three-hour walking tour of Edinburgh, hmm. uh, and I did a ghost tour as well, and I would lead pub crawls. Oh, pub! Uh, I, so, I can do that. That's yeah. great. How pub you crawls are fun. Yeah. Lead a pub crawl. I mean, just take people to a bar and people pay you. You basically just feed people beer <laughs> and just and give them just, stupid facts along the way. About you don't even your, have like, to do that. Yeah. Like, the pub crawl thing is you just you get like six pubs that agree to give you some kind of vague discount. You walk people there and you try and like you know you just make sure that nobody's like a complete horrendous jerk and then you give them shots in the middle or whatever. Is it like groups? Do, yeah. do you drink with them the whole way through? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. So your job is just to get drunk every night? Yeah. I well I. I I think I did that like I did that like maybe once a week or so. I think I don't remember. I I wasn't doing that night. I do that, but it was in New York. It was a lot of fun, and that was also probably the peak of my game too. To where like I would you hook up with girls in these tours? Yeah. Oh, you're allowed. Uh, That seems because that that was the (laughs) closest thing to a rock star I ever was. Like (laughs) the rock star. You're leading a pub Like like like, no (laughs) second pub. You like you're like yeah that's the one I like her. And then the third pub you're really charming. Fourth pub you're like I'm just not going to talk to her. I'm going to ignore her. Fifth pub you make out. Oh cool guy. Move. Yeah. Reaching out while you're on, while you're on duty. Oh, it's great. Yeah. That's not frowned upon. Whereas now, it's I don't know what I'm doing now. The irony just, is, you just tell me people go to pubs in Scotland not to hook up; they go just to drink. And you're yeah. I I, I, I figured out how to get game yeah. out of it. Now I mean now I'm just I just have to find women with an Abraham Lincoln fetish. My yeah. game is really. Why do you do tours here? I should. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like I, I don't I don't think I could I don't think I could hold up as well as I did yeah, when I was hard. in Edinburgh. That that's that was a you were in foreign because you're in foreign country mode. Yeah, that's but also so in your body. And because I was eating a bucket of fried pork yeah, on a daily basis. You can drink more when you're in another country. Yeah, yeah. Now, country I mean, I, I had that's kale, a good point. kale and eggs today for it. That would not. Whereas in Scotland, I wish I'd have just like uh, like a slab of of bacon and sheep yeah. guts. They don't eat the kale. Is not it? That's a Brooklyn no, thing. They no, don't no, no they don't have vegetables in Scotland. That's not <laughs> Scotland. A, no, it's uh, all, all Scottish cuisine is basically carnival food with sheep guts. Any, any, <laughs> anything you could buy at a circus, you can get in Scotland except with sheep. <laughs> sheep guts on Star Trek. Uh, is anyone? Wait. So also these women are they're also on vacation mode. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But yeah. is anyone? Because you know when I I always go back to this, but the idea of like you know when you go to the sushi place and then there's the white sushi chef and like mm-hmm. no one wants to eat from him. Yeah. Is that the same dynamic? Yeah, I did. I did like from from a tipping perspective and from a, a tour guide perspective. Yes, that that did hurt me sometimes. Because you're not Scottish. You never I'm tried a Scottish accent though. Uh, <laughs> I did not do it intentionally. However, I'll say I, I, like if you're living in another country for a while, you you do adapt a little bit right so like if i'm yelling at people for whatever reason i tend to drop my r's mm. so if i'm if i've got a group of 20 people 
I, I just, I, if, if I'm yelling, I sound more Scottish than Oklahoman, is what I found. It is the volume increases or the liquor. Yeah. I become more Scottish, right? Um, so I think by the time I was doing my tour, people really couldn't quite tell where I was from. I would Kaplan never, didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. And I, I'd never, I, 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 I would yeah. have been more Scottish over there than when you and I met. And I, yeah. but I would never lie. Uh, but I, but I, but people would just sort of, and I, 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 I look Scottish, particularly when I'm bearded. Like people would, I'll go to like a Kaylee, which is like a barn dance, and someone will come up and go, <laughs> "What are you, Ian McDougal's son from Sky?" And I'll be like, "No," yeah. and they're like, "Oh, I think you are. You're probably Ian McDougal's son." And I'm like, "I don't think. I think I'm yeah. Joe Heaton's son from Alpha, Oklahoma." Ian McDougal. Wait, they have barn that. dances? Yeah, they do. They're and they're just like American barn dances. What's uh, a, I don't know what an, Amer- <laughs> what's an American barn dance. So <laughs> one's never. I'm really yeah, lost right now. No, they're great. Okay, so this is this is something where every culture outside of America has us beat. Every culture outside of America has like designated cultural dances. Like it's not just Scotland. Everyone gets this except us. We, we, in, we middle, in middle school, I don't know what you like in middle school, what we would do is you would basically be frightened of women or the, the girls until halfway through the we dance. Zeppelin song. Then you'd panic because you're like, we only got half an hour left. Now I got to dance with every woman, right? And then you just hold them by the waist and sway quasi-rhythmically. That was every dance I had until I got to college. Yeah, uh, that counted as hooking up in my mind. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It, well, in Oklahoma, you're almost <laughs> pregnant by doing I that. I finished my pants on that one. Yeah. No, so in Scotland, <laughs> you, you, you've got, uh, you got Kayleys, and so you've got, it's like a barn dance. So you've got, um, there's various prescribed dances depending on the song. You've got a caller, Who's going to be over there? Is like, all right, up next, it's the dashing white soldier, and everybody jumps up, and everybody kind of remembers the dashing white soldier. <laughs> you've got, well, you've got various, you've got various, you've got like the dashing white soldier and strip the willow, strip the willow. <laughs> I feel like both of those are problematic. Right. Strip the willow, the dashing white soldier. <laughs> These are yeah, del- delightful old timey things. Uh, the, the strip the willow. Uh, you basically you're forming a line dance, and the goal, from what I can tell, is you're you're grabbing a woman by the elbow, like you're linking elbows, and you're flinging her as hard as you possibly can to the next guy, uh, and you're just. Boy. Flinging women by the elbow down the this line. This is very problematic, and uh, and and it's great fun. And then I don't remember what the dashing white. <laughs> and the more manly you are, the, you have to fling them hard. Yeah, otherwise yeah. you're like no, no, they're not. Like, they barely touch the floor. They're all bruised yeah. by the end of it. Yeah. it's, it's a very like, oh, like that pussy. It's almost. It's sort of like barely touched me. Like England pl- barely, <laughs> barely flung me. Yeah, <laughs> got no muscle. That England one. plus that Klingons. That's a barn dance. Uh, it, but you, go. You've got this collar, but the nice thing is everybody like it's all prescribed. So there's no awkwardness of like, oh, should I ask her to dance? You're all you're all gonna go dance. It's Gonna fling well, where do you go yeah. to these barn dances, though? Uh, you, you uh, the, pretty much any like big event will probably have a Kaylee. Like, so like like a like a, a wedding, Kaylee. a wailing, uh, a wedding will have a Kaylee to it. Uh, Hogmanay, which is Scottish for New Year's, there's probably going to be a Kaylee. They have their own there. New Year's. Uh, I'm going to say uh, New Year's came from the Scots. Hogmanay. Come on. Okay. But bear with me. No here. one had a year before let's, Scotland. No, no, no. They had years, right? But <laughs> celebrating it was not done. Okay. So, and like, and, and that makes sense, right? Because if, if let's say that New Year's Eve didn't exist, and I was like, hey, uh, Kaplan and Matt, not Mark, Matt and Turner, you guys want to come over to my house and get shit canned, and then throw a calendar page up? It would be the dumbest holiday <laughs> you've ever heard. You're like, what? We're celebrating math and dates? No, that's not so. So the Scots, like, you know, because they just need it. So it gets dark at like 1 p.m. They need some excuse, so they oh, yeah. they came up with Hogmanay. They've got a giant tor- torch lit procession, like like a, a proper like kill the monster type torch, torch lit, lit procession. Like so those are problematic now. Torch oh, lit absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 even, even before the 
Bruins. Even before the Nazi connotations, it was like a thousand drunken Scot- Scottish <laughs> yeah. people. Oh boy. Oh, like it's ama- like, They it, were also saying Jews will not replace yeah. us. <laughs> well, but they... With an the, accent, though, it but sounds... The, but the, eth- the ethnic groups of Scotland are like ginger and not ginger, so yeah. the dynamics the gingers will not replace us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're, they're like the gingers of <laughs> the minority over there. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're yeah. Hogmanay. Hogmanay. Yeah, they, you got Kayleigh's everywhere, and they're a lot of fun. I, I enjoy them a lot. And then when I... Actually, I was doing a, a the only barn dance I've done in like 10 years in America was here in New shame. York. I was I was dating a, an New Australian York barn woman. dance. Went to a barn here in Manhattan, weirdly enough. Where? And, uh, Where's the barn? I don't remember where. <laughs> Where's the barn? It was, it was some bar. I don't remember. They had, a, yeah. they had a barn dance, though, and they're they like, called it that? Our, up next, it's like the lieutenant from Kentucky. And then it turns out to be the exact same moves as the dashing they're white flinging soldier. flinging the girls? Yeah. I, was like, I knew everything. I looked like a, well, not a rock star, but I looked like I knew what I was so doing. you knew how to fling. I knew That's how to fling. Thing. It's I, a square dancing or Well, something. yeah, because all the Scots came over to Appalachia, and then they just were like, okay, well, we're not Scottish anymore, now we're just rednecks, or we're hillbillies or whatever. This? Like, same difference. 200 years ago? Yeah, like 200 years ago. <laughs> but they, they didn't come up with new songs or anything, they just, they just like, uh, changed the words, and we're like, now Scott's living in the hills. So. And what's the move, if you, you want to fling the hottest chick? Or you like f- you gotta fling them all. What's the strategy? You can't fling seem all. like you're doing. Well, they're, they're gen- my favorites because they're, they're generally oh. they're generally cool group, guy. They're cool generally guy group dances. So, sometimes you're with one person, but generally they're a group dance where you're like with two guys and two girls, or maybe yeah. six people, and you're forming like you know groups of things. If you want to show off your strength and athleticism, you fling the <laughs> fattest one because you show <laughs> which they call a caber toss, which impresses everyone with your abilities. Yeah, I don't, yeah, exactly. I, my doctor hasn't cleared me to do that yet. <laughs> Still, yeah, you're already feet. married. You don't need to yeah. bother with it. Yeah, you heard you heard about that guy Andrew Heaton. He's been flinging fat chicks for years. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Let's go talk to him. Yeah, it's, it shows yeah. you your prowess. The American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that American yeah. over there looks like he's Ian McDougall's son, but he's in fact, got, he's got very good upper he's like body He's Abraham Lincoln with him. Yeah. <laughs> he's the Abraham Lincoln of flinging fat chicks. We're going to solve the whole Civil War. For you. And what do they think of, uh, what, are they, what are the stereotypes of you, of us, of Americans? What are the stereotypes of us? Uh, they, it, 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 from what I can tell, change. it really varies. So two things. Um, I'm going to say on like a really broad level uh, that, that's independent of current events. Yeah. They view us as the kind of cool rogues Ooh. of the world. So Ooh. like, Because we got out. And they wanted to get yeah, out. and like but, so we're kind of like the, the empire. They oh, yeah. like like they're a bunch of my friends had a fixation on Smokey and the Bandit. Like they just assumed everyone was Burt Reynolds. Great show. Like they never like that was like they, every all of them watched that growing up. At least if they're like thirty plus, and so they're like just oh, yeah, Burt Reynolds. That's like the the avatar of America, right? And I was like, sure. When I had my my going away do the first time, uh, it was a, a, a Star Wars themed thing, and they're like, well, of course you'll be on Solo because you're a you know you're a rogue who just sweeps in and does what he. And I'm like, you have missed. I'm definitely like Obi Wan Kenobi's secretary. <laughs> I am. I am not even that cool. Yeah, like, Star Wars and Star Trek references. To yeah, like, it's full. Yeah, of yeah. Them. But no. But they, but they think they think we're a little bit more adventurous, a little bit more like like a little bit. They they infer that we've got a swagger that we may not have. Like as a culture, we do. But like individually, I'm you know I'm I'm this oh, kind of meek guy. Oh, you've that's got a swagger. Hobbling around with a cane right now. Yeah. They they assume that I'm like like you know smoking the bandit. I'll, I'll say on a, on a on a bit by bit level, um, the president makes a big difference. So like we were really oh, cool yeah. when Obama was in office, and then Trump came to office, and they're but like, "He's got golf courses there. They must did, love him." Which they, hate. <laughs> they must love it. They actually they um, so they're, they're, no? they're, there used to be this big statue. It's a beautiful course he's holding. There, there was a big statue the most of, uh, of of um, uh, Braveheart that was in. Um, did he replace it with him? No. no. Well, he it's not even really a Braveheart. It's of uh, what's the guy that played Braveheart? Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson. It's literally just a statue oh, of Mel boy. Gibson because it was made in like 1995. Right. And like like Trump bought it and put it on his golf course, and uh, and then they he like you know bulldozed. A bunch of houses. They don't care for him. He's not. He is not a favored son of Scotland. So they don't like that he got 
got rid of the statue of Mel Gibson? No, they don't this like kid, anything Trump about Trump can him. cite this when they talk about anti-Semitism. Well, yeah. and like, like Scott, <laughs> he got rid of that statue. Scotland too late. Imagine like that. Most almost everybody's a socialist, and they have like the independent streak of Texas. Like imagine Texas as a socialist country. That's Scottish politics. That's impossible. I can't even. do Yeah, that. I know. Right, but like, but but if you were going to pick a state of the union that's like screw you, we'll be our own country. We have before it'd be Texas, right? Yeah. Like, and that's like they've got a lot of that. They don't like him at all. Uh, when he got elected, like I'll go to a pub and they're like, "Oh, sucks to be you. You must hate." And I'm like, "Of course, I don't like him, but it's not like it right. suck I'm, to be you." I'm not his ambassador. I didn't. Exactly. Do, I, I didn't vote for the guy. Yeah. yeah. And what about? I want to know more about this camper van. Oh uh, yeah, that's the plan. Because we we got to get to the news here in a minute. Okay. But I was just thinking I was there by the way during the Clinton years, and that's true. They love Clinton. He was cool. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. they love uh, any uh, Democrats yeah. tend to if be more a cool like Democrat, uh, world want to work yeah. with the world. And then they the, just thought Clinton the Republicans cool. tend to be more like, uh, yeah, like a, we yeah, need to protect Americans. They like that he was banging on the job and everything. They respected that. People like that. <laughs> yeah, anyway, love go, that. Go on, can't yeah, prevent. Yeah. Kennedy was big too. Yeah. So you're living in a you're, you're not near your next move. So you're done with the blaze. I mean, you're, yeah. you parted ways, ways yeah. with the blaze, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Just like us, we both parted ways with our with our uh, corporate. We parted ways with Ints. With our corporate with studios. Ingram. Now we got Blonde John running the show, yeah. but uh, you know we got a boss still to to, to uh, answer to. You don't. You're you're totally I'm my own man. You're indie. I I'm I'm a stick and bindle podcaster now. I'm just like an old timey hobo tramp and working to, around the country interviewing people. And to add to that, you're about to buy or maybe you've already bought a camper van. Planning to. And I'm you're going to be living, driving across America, interviewing people, and doing your podcast. I think so. I think yeah. you might what have to life. lose. If you're going to do the camper van, you might have to lose the beer, the combination. You yeah, might get into some trouble with the law. It might just might be too much. Or stay away yeah. from playgrounds. Yeah, no, there's there's all sorts of things. <laughs> Five hundred feet. Well, the the other thing too is that my like this gets into like I've really I've done a lot of the work on this. My so my SUV uh, I've got a, a Ford Escape. Thank you. I'm doing pretty well. Oh yeah, uh, that's Ford Escape. Big the, lower middle, the, the, upper middle class. Exactly. Whatever you call it. it is a car a car that fits me. <laughs> yeah. uh, the towing capacity is like fifteen hundred to two thousand pounds. Is that good? All. Um, not for camper van purposes. So, so like a, or like a camper trailer, right? Because a camper trailer, the kind that has like a stove and a sink and a bathroom, <laughs> those weigh like twenty five hundred and up. What do you have? Uh, well, I'm I'm probably gonna buy one that weighs like eight hundred. So basically, are you gonna have a bathroom? Uh, You're just talking about a molester. I'll, van. I'll have I'll have what's called a cassette toilet. So like imagine him bringing, number single number one bringing a porta potty into the campers, basically it, and then I'll just go to a Cracker Barrel parking lot. That's the oh, that's real yeah, American. Yeah. Where I'm going to where are you going to go? You just don't even know. know. I'm going to go wherever there's not humidity. Is the plan? I just, just I, my and... my goal for years has been to get successful enough never to experience 90 degrees Fahrenheit. That's my yeah, whole why? goal. So you're just going to drive around the country, walk the earth? And... Yeah, maybe. What uh, so one one of my friends in in, uh, in Austin, he is uh, he's he's got a a property that he's turning it's a studio now but he's he's planning to do a lot of really cool stuff with it and he's like if you want to stay there and like kind of pioneer this place I'm, I'll let you do that for free or cheap so I might do that for a couple of months but it'll be during August and September and it's so hot Austin, that, Texas yes, yeah, so yeah it's hot there but Austin's it's a dry so, heat that's what they say no it's dry not heat. it's not they're liars I don't know who they are but they're I've liars. been there in August when it's like 110 degrees yeah. it was, it's a dry heat though it's no, not like up north right. they're all deli- plus everybody there's crazy and they like they like heat like I went to yoga a couple times when I lived in Austin and they'd be like, hey, it's really great. Do you guys want to turn the heat up a little bit? And they'll turn it up like 120 degrees. So anyway, planning to buy a camper. I, I spent the last two, two weeks in Colorado. I might go up to Colorado. I might. I don't I don't know how I would do that to go to Chicago. I'd like to go to Chicago. I'm not sure how I can pull that off because there's no, like, 
park. There's no camps or anything. No. Uh, I might go out to Oregon. There's campgrounds uh, outside the towns. Yeah, like, I might KOA. Yeah, it's like a teen tour. You're going to meet me in Dallas. I will. Yes, in I'm going to be in Dallas. In September, we're doing yeah. a bunch of shows together in the yeah. Dallas Yeah, oh, you're still doing Okay. Because yeah. I'm a road comic, too, now. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. Uh, before we get to the news, which we got a lot of stuff for you, What uh, we've already promoted your podcast, but what else is there? How do people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mighty Heaton. You can, if you want to just see funny videos and stuff, go to my website, MightyHeaton.com. M-I-G-H-T-Y-H-E-A-T-O-N.com. You can find the podcast. You can find funny videos I've done for reasons, sketch comedy, all that stuff. But the main thing right now is the podcast. That's The Political Orphanage. So if you're a thoughtful person that likes funny people, you don't really like shouting, but you like thinking, uh, that's The Political Orphanage. We're like the exact yeah. opposite. <laughs> a lot and of it, shouting, no you're, thinking. You're not, well, hold on, but you're, you're a gregarious, good-natured shouting. You're, 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 you're like when like, Italians are yelling at each other like, like in a family yeah, or well, whatever. That's what our, what our, our pitch for our pitch, and we got to steal this idea. If you want a lot of ill-informed yelling <laughs> that doesn't really know what the hell they're talking about, and, but awesome. hard opinions. But you're not fighting. Quick, that's the main thing. We, we have heated arguments about mini hot dogs. Okay, Speaking nice. of, yeah. we got to get to the news. Oh, God, don't get me started. <laughs> All right, play the music. news story of the week today comes to us from CNN. Heard of it? Yeah, I have. Gendered language like manhole will soon be banned from Berkeley's city codes. There will also be no, uh, you can't say chairman, no manpower, no policemen or police women. Uh, any words that imply a gender preference will be revoked from the city's codes and replaced with gender-neutral gender terms, according to a recent ado- recently adopted ordinance. Um, words like manhole or manpower will be replaced with maintenance hole and human effort hmm. in Berkeley, California. Now, here's my first question. Who was complaining about man? Like, what women were complaining <laughs> that they were not equally uh, represented Holy. with manhole? <laughs> you know, the fifty percent of the utility workers that were clearly ladies going down to the manhole. They wanted to be called woman hole. Yeah, yeah. Go down the, the woman. I mean, I understand certain things that, like, oh, we need representation in that, but I don't think manhole would be the yeah, main one. I kind of like. I, you read that? I was like, we fixed it, guys. This is it. This we, is where everything changes. This was the big thing impeding progress. Yeah, and what does that do? Does that really fix the world, or what do we? You get rid of manhole, and the next thing you know, the women. Soccer team is paid fairly. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> you know, okay, what, what are you for that? You're against that. You sound like I don't know. instead of making it neutral. What if? Okay, this is this is my anyone. solution. Is you can have a manhole and a womanhole. So make like we've got the we've got the 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 circle one. That's a manhole. We could have like a triangle for the womanhole. There you go. And then you could have a rectangle for the, the you know, just kind of non-gender. everything. No, the, non, what, non-binary. Yeah, what is it? The non-binary hole. Uh, square for non. You could have three of them, and then you get more uh, people holes. Yes. All right, I think we just solved it. <laughs> Next story of the week. It's a record time. Next story of the week comes from, oh, the Shanghaiist. Our old friends in Shanghai, China. Starting next month, you'll have to sort your own garbage or face fines in Shanghai. 
Oh. Look at that. Face recognition may become one way that authorities catch those who violate this new regulation. Do they mean recyclables oh. or garbage? Let me say sort. Oh, it's garbage. So it's, uh, I don't know if it says here, let me read. Uh, it's way more detailed. I read it in the story. It's way more detailed than we do in America, which is insane because up until like three weeks ago, the main way to throw away your garbage was just to throw it in the nearest river. <laughs> and so people have been doing that for hundreds of years, and now all of a sudden they have to sort. Like I read that cherries and cherry pits go into two different um, trash cans. Wow. It's that detailed. So let me read more. On July 1st, a new regulation came uh, came into effect, which required that households sort their trash into four distinct uh, categories, residual garbage, household garbage, recyclables, and hazardous waste. Now, I know that this is an old story, but since then, it's even gotten even more detailed. Those who fail, fail to properly sort their rubbish will face fines between 50 to 200 yuan, which is 7 to $30. Meanwhile, businesses can be fined $7,000. And a follow-up to this is that I've already, within a week of this law coming to effect, there's this viral video that I sent to Kaplan going around China. Uh, they take all the trash back to like the <laughs> dump, and they put it all in the same place. So this is just like it's, it's like a drill. Yeah, it's just all the, and like all these videos came out of people like with their cell phone cameras taking pictures of them just dumping it all into the same trash but, can again. Yeah, because why does residual garbage and household garbage have to? Why do they have to go to different spot places? Like, what's the reason for that to begin with? See, at, at first when I no heard idea. when I heard this, I was like, oh, so that's the only reason they wanted all that facial recognition software for all the the Uyghurs and stuff. It was right. yeah. this very benign thing, well, not Orwellian. Yeah. They're just trying to help recycling. Yeah. And dumping a body. Yeah, you mentioned that they're putting it all the same. Like, wait a minute. That sounds like there's some, like, I don't know, the uh, uh, Dao Ping. What's the name of the head, the head guy over there? What's his name? Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. Yeah, like his kid's like now the head of the recycling bureau or whatever. So he's like, all right, everybody's got to well, do what? this thing. I got to justify this job. But it's like, it's, it's, it's a classic thing that happens in China, which is that the law, a lot of their laws are the same laws that we have on the, on the books. Mm. And a lot of even, I think like the top level government, I think a lot of it's like intentioned well to enforce those laws but when it get down it gets down to the actual people who have to enforce it they're like fuck that i don't feel like doing Wait, that have you hung out in taiwan very much uh, i've been there once or twice I, i've, I've really. been there once and they they seem markedly different in their attitude towards trash like and I, I don't i don't fully understand like taiwan they don't have trash cans but there's no trash like i don't get it like like there's like the the attitudes like just take your trash home what's wrong with you whereas in china it's like just throw it on the ground it's yes, well on this it. podcast they're the same place for stars yes good point <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah exactly they're both china exactly. yeah exactly secondly i couldn't be able to uh I can't even figure out our current American like recycling. Like I look. Oh, at, neither can I. I don't know the difference between a cardboard. It's like like when you're like the like a box, a container, a like a carton. But this is cardboard. I can't figure out like half the recyclable things. Which room to go in? Most I know it's so supposed I, to be funny. Most of it's nonsense. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go off my rant here. I'm friends go with rant. John, John Tierney's a science writer for the New York Times, and he he has accrued the most hate mail in the history of the New York Times. Mm. We're yes. challenging. Yeah, let's go. We like hate mail. We get <laughs> he, a lot of hate mail. He wrote a piece called "Recycling is Garbage," mm. and he went through in. and he, he crunched the, the data on this. Basically. Um, Metal makes sense to recycle, both economically and ecologically. After that, it's not you're not doing anything. You're, you're just sorting your garbage for the sake of sorting garbage. And people do it, and I'll tell you why. People do it because they want to help the planet as long as they don't actually have to do right, anything. Right, it makes them feel good. Right. I mean, so that's why I, 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 I threw all my plastic into a pail and all of my, my paper into a trail. Yay, me, I'm an environmentalist. Did you did you donate money to build trees anywhere? No. Oh, did you uh, did you quit eating meat? No. Shut up. Like it's 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 just it's it's like, do you have it's like kids? praying right. or something. Because there's like energy this, uh, recycling involves energy to 
do the recycling. Yeah. There's all sorts of costs. And, and like, like, like glass. Glass is just hard sand. That's yeah. all it is. As long as you're not stepping on it, there's nothing wrong with it. Plastic's bad if dolphins are eating it, but if you're putting it in a place where dolphins can't eat it, it's fine. And then the other thing too is like if you're in Wyoming or something and you're carting all your recycling to North Dakota, That's a lot you of just all, all oil, the, 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 the carbon yeah, emissions carbon. to get it there. And so, yeah, like Can I ask you one final question about what's your, your friend's name? Uh, John Tierney. Where does he stand on plastic straws? That's the definitive. He's probably not bothered by them, is my guess. Uh, I, I don't man. know. I have not asked him, but I don't. I Kaplan, doubt he cares. Give us the plastic straw news that you sent me earlier today. The plastic straw news? Yeah. What was I, What did I send you earlier today? You sent me a text like an hour before the podcast about the Trump campaign. Oh, that was a tweet I said. Oh, you're fine. reading our tweet. A text, yeah. a tweet. Whatever. Oh yeah, the, uh, breaking news: the Trump campaign. This is where it gets tricky. They, they sent a. They have an official uh, "Make America Great Again" like plastic straw. Oh wow! <laughs> we post on our Twitter page. They're selling plastic They're straws. Selling plastic. Wait, so, so do we, we need merch? Politicized straws even that much yeah. more? So, like, I don't want to be on the same side, so we need to take this issue now and make it our issue. We want to be the Lost the in America plastic. plastic straw team. Nice. Yeah, so okay. we have to make our own Lost. So in we've been looking for merch for years for this podcast, and I think Lost. In America, plastic straws might be the merch. Yeah, I think you metal. should, but you should make them like twice as long as the make a, make America great again straws. Well, that's yeah. what someone suggested online. They said we got to make them longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, because yeah, yeah. the other thing is the people I see some places where they're selling. Uh, actually, in Montreal, there was this really play story, but they're they're, they're selling these like uh, metal straws that you could bring with you. Oh like, yeah, I got one of which those. Is like, in theory, it works better, but who the fuck's gonna carry a straw around? No, them? Like, no, no, no. I, I, I got to jump in here. Okay, how many? Okay, the the amount of unless you're using a solar panel to heat the furnace that made that stupid metal straw, then like you're probably using coal or natural gas. <laughs> in which case, the heat you use to make that is so much more than yeah. all of the pla- like you would need to use that stupid metal straw forty thousand times to negate the carbon print, print, footprint oh of plastic. My well, my big idea, maybe billion dollar, maybe not, is. If you have a coffee shop, because I can't carry around, they should have a locker, a straw locker, where Ooh. I can leave my metal straw, because then I can feel good oh, every nice. day going for my morning coffee. They give me my straw, I drink the coffee, I bring like it that. back. That's then, a great like, idea. Like a, like a beer size. <laughs> like a beer. Straw <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a beer of the month guy. Here, here's here's yeah, my yeah. idea that I'm going to give you guys. You know how like cigarettes have filters on them? You yeah. guys should make filtered straws. Right, I don't know what it would do, but like, like think about this. You're like, hey, do you like <laughs> air? You're like, no, 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 hear me out of this, right? You're like, oh, like, oh, Coke, not that good for you. Good thing I've got this filtered straw. I don't know what it does, but you can just claim it like cuts out toxins or something. All right, I'm in. Yeah, All right. just put a sponge at the bottom. People will believe anything. Yeah, they will. They There's will. There's an idiot born every day, isn't that the quote? Yeah. All right. We Last got a lot of story. Ideas. No, no. Next story. We have two more. We got time for two more, right? Yeah, we can squeeze them in. Next story of the week comes to us from uh, CNN. Again, we're really sticking with CNN here. San Francisco passes ban on e-cigarette sales. Sales. Wow. Not even just smoking them. Sales. A first in the a U.S. first. Now, you're a big libertarian, so I wanted to get you this story. What do you think? First of all, for me, I, I don't know. But they didn't ban regular cigarettes. That's the important. No, hit. regular cigarettes. <laughs> Which you can are still smoke. They won't. You can't even sell e-cigarettes. Much less. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can still sell e- regular cigarettes too. San Francisco will become the first U.S. city to effectively ban e-cigarette sales after the city's board supervisor unanimously voted in favor. Unanimously voted in favor of it. I mean, I get it. People who smoke e-cigarettes are douchebags. <laughs> but you, you can't, can't make that illegal being a douchebag. First of all, everyone, everyone in San Francisco is a douchebag. <laughs> hey. The whole place Place is douchebags. Every single Warriors fan is a douche. You want to ban uh, douchebags? Get okay. rid of the Golden Silicon State Warriors. Valley, douchebags. Silicon Valley. Yeah, every single one of those people. Yeah. Get rid of the whole place. Because, because New York, no one who's ever said anything bad about New Yorkers here. <laughs> Listen, I'm from Northern California. I have a firsthand experience with both. They're way worse out there. Way worse. Ban every single person who uses the term Bay Area when actually they live in Vallejo. 
Oh, wow. This yeah, is I'm going real, real local. local. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shots <laughs> fired Vallejo. Oh, man. Anyway, that's my take. What do you guys what think? Yeah, well, I mean, like, if San Francisco could ban being a douchebag, I'd be all in favor of that. That would be a pretty cool thing. Like, like have a resolution there. No, I'm with you. Um, the, it's the government's job to, to protect you from bears. Mm-hmm. And and keep your stuff safe from burglars. That's doing pretty a great much great job. I haven't got attacked by a bear yeah. yet. And like it's doing a fine job. And like and like I guess communists. Uh, I <laughs> I would I would be I would be in favor of the government like keeping toddlers from smoking. Okay, like I'm fine with it. But it's not the government's job to protect you from being an idiot. Particularly with like so like I feel that way about with cigarettes. Like sin taxes, uh, where they're they're putting uh, they're putting taxes on cigarettes to punish you for being uh, uh, bad about cigarettes. It's really just a way to screw over poor people. That's what sin taxes are, by the way. They're just I, I'm a politician. Yeah. I don't want to actually. A sin tax, not like syntax we're talking no, about. No, 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 a, a syntax. Alcohol, cigarettes. Syntax is an economic term. Alcohol, cigarettes. Pot now has syntax, Could be, right? could be pot. Yeah. Maybe, maybe plastic bans would be in there, or plastic straws. Plastic straws but Basically, where, where, you, where you're wanting to punish people for odious behavior, but it's just it's just an excuse to, to screw over poor people. Because if well, I'm, it's an excuse to raise money, too. Right. To pay well, for things Because if I'm a politician, I don't want to raise money on, on uh, middle-class Turner over here. I'll oh. get in trouble for that. What yeah. I'm going to do is do like a gambling tax, and uh, and then I'll have a lottery, and all these things that, that are going to disproportionately affect. Yeah, con- yeah. yeah, gambling. You <laughs> know, you know where they've legalized gambling. You have to pay taxes if you actually win money. What? Yeah, like in New Jersey, it's legal, and if you actually make money, you get tax a form sent to you. Yeah. You're clearing any taxes. That's uh, highway robbery. Can Gary Johnson to- run in uh, New Jersey? <laughs> it's hard enough to win money as it is gambling. Yeah. You have to give half it back to. Yeah, well, well, I'll add to that. Like, like on top of the syntax, the vape thing. Like, like the the science is not out yet, but I would I would guess between smoking a cigarette and vaping, it's probably better for you to vape. So when they ban this, all they're going to do is push people that are already addicted to nicotine back into smoking cigarettes. They're literally going to kill people well done san francisco council for being like a bunch of friggin puritans but all, all the puritans didn't go away they just turned into something else that's even more irritating than the last puritans were and where can you smoke vape you can vape in el dorado hills right hell yeah you so can. all those people in san francisco <laughs> come to sacramento baby yeah. <laughs> we're a vaping community vape, think you should advertise that yeah. big, like like a big billboard 100 percent chance of vape in the weather tonight <laughs> <laughs> last story of the week captain we saved this one for last this is a very controversial. This is an update. This is a controversial issue on the on the um, on the pod. Ultimate Food Republic released their hot dog eating guide. I've been on the Food Republic uh, podcast a number uh, of times. Hot dog style guide. Sorry, they released an ultimate hot dog style guide. They come up with all the hot dogs, all the ways hot dogs are served throughout the world, mm-hmm. all these places around the world. Now, the one I want to zero in on very quickly is China. So they say in New York, you eat a hot dog. Like they have a, re- it's basically just a regular hot it's dog. Mustard, right? sauerkraut. In LA, they onions. have a Dodger dog, which is like an extra long hot dog, right? All these places have different style of hot dogs. Montreal, they got, I can't, yeah. Um, then they get to China. It looks exactly like a mini hot dog. Well, I think they listen to the pod and they're trolling you. First of all, they're trolling me. Second of all, in China, I lived there for 12 years. No one eats hot dogs, much less mini hot dogs. You eat hot dog maybe on a stick with no bun oh, in low China. Carb. They eat that. Uh, they don't eat, definitely don't eat pigs in a blanket, this mini hot dog thing. <laughs> and also the idea that in China, eat, would, Chinese people would eat mini hot dogs. Very racist. So you're saying that that's exciting. My head didn't go there, but you're saying that because I mean, it's obvious like, that they're like, ha ha ha. That's their whole punchline. Food little, Republic, uh, problematic food Republic. They're smaller than small us. Small all over. So yeah, they eat mini hot dogs. Yeah. They uh, what? Else? What's that old Dave Chappelle? I mean, David Tell line. My midget friend's gay. He came out of the cupboard. They're doing all that kind of stuff. I don't. I don't like any bunch of, it. of problematic racists. 
That's what I say. I mean, it, isn't the hacky joke but supposed to be show. that you you eat a, a Chinese hot dog and then you're hungry for more hot dogs in a minute? Isn't that the hack joke? That would be that would be less hacky than call, <laughs> than saying they all eat mini hot dogs. Well, I this is the third in a series of debates about mini hot dogs, and I would challenge our listeners in China to if you can send us any evidence that they have mini hot dogs in China. It would really go a long way. To, and this uh, doesn't mean a small uh, a Frankfurt on a stick. Because this is actually like a, it's like a this dumpling. This means with a bun. I mean, it's a picture, but did they make this picture themselves? It's like a. They must have. No one, literally no one in China eats this. I want to write hate mail into the Food Republicers. Yeah, yeah, did they just make this up where they're like, oh, we, well, there's a billion people. It says hot really dog wrapped a in a dumpling-like dough. That's such bullshit. Yeah. It doesn't exist. So they're frauds. Food Republic, and you, only someone like you could figure that out. They've you can't just throw the word dumpling so that, in. Yeah, I think this is my... Okay, so I'm looking at the Japan one here, and it's a hot dog shaped like an octopus. I've actually and had like, that there. Oh, is it? I was about yeah, to, it yeah, seems yeah. like a thing, but it also could be made up. No, I've had that. I really want the Idaho dog, which is just a, do- a hot dog inside of a baked potato with like sour cream and all that. That can't be Th- true. That's it amazing. just sounds delicious. That sounds though. awesome, though. It's like, a great invention. I, I don't know if it's true, but they would eat it in hi- Idaho, I bet. That does sound good. Yeah. Yeah, so Food Republic have come around, you guys. Anyway, no, no, no. I'm still anti-Food Republic. We're coming after you. I New mean, enemy I, of the pod. I, I, if this is true, it just changes my whole, i got to get to China. It's a land of mini hot dogs. <laughs> it's I not no the idea. land of mini hot dogs. I just walk dogs. around eating mini hot dogs all day. Like, it's a horse wait, shit. I, uh, devil's advocate with, with Food Republic, because there's a billion people over there. Could there be like a town with like 30 million people in it that you've I've not been to? I've toured every town. I've been Idaho, I think it's that Missouri, when Ariel Sobel was on our pod and did that thing about the few Jews of China. I think that's them. That little area. They, they have <laughs> hot dogs. Chinese Jews. You know, yeah, I was at, like a few weeks ago, I was at an event for the governor re-election campaign at Governor Cuomo here, la-di-da. And, Ooh, la-la. Yeah, and they come out, I'm standing by the kitchen, and boom, I, think, I came right out. First thing I see was a little mini hot dog. I was like, ah. New York, baby. The Northeast. Ah, the this Chinese is, have been here. It's a stronghold. Yes, yeah. yeah, so the Chinese have been here. Exactly. <laughs> the they said Chinese these are little Chinese dogs. A little. That's it. Thanks, that's little China. China. Thanks, Chinatown. That's, Thanks, Chinatown. That's the mustard. Yeah, mustard in China. That's good. Spicy. That's the podcast for. Is that mustard they serve at Chinese restaurants? Last thing. Is that totally? Do they have mustard in China, or is that a? American version. No, I mean they have mustard because we have mustard. Yeah, okay. Like the ex- the, the foreign uh, aisle of the grocery 140 store. 140 episodes. I never figured. Wait, that where out. do they have mustard? At, at Chinese, Chinese restaurants in America, it's always like they sweet duck sauce and mustard. That spicy mustard for your for the noodles no. and the egg rolls. No, no. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he knows. The I actually know what don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's Even like, it's like a really spicy mustard that yeah. is like really. It's, it's like hot. A, yeah, it's a oh, hot. Oh yeah, so that little like there's like two glass jars and one of them's got soy sauce and the other's got hot mustard. Yeah, the hot mustard. No, I don't know. But nobody about. ever eats the hot mustard. Yeah. Right. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's orna- ornamental mustard. It's like it's too bit. hot. It's yeah. yeah. Literally too hot for your. So no, I was they don't those. have that. I've never heard of that. Is okay. it wasabi mustard? I was gonna say. Are you talking about wasabi? No, no. No, it's, it's yellow. I know what he's talking it's about. Not, it's yellow. It's yellow. I, okay. And yeah. that wasabi is still fake wasabi though. Which wasabi? The wasabi you get in like Chinese takeout. Wait, like it's all in my Japanese. mind. Like it's, a, so, it's like real wasabi. Like real wasabi is super expensive. Oh, oh all right. Oh what is this like t- like green Tabasco? So, we're <laughs> going off the rails. <laughs> I'm trying fake, to. Fake I'm wasabi. trying to end this episode. All right. On that note, that's that the podcast. Really Andrew Heen, thank you for doing it. Thank you. This was fun, guys. Producer Matt, love to see you. Glad to see you again. I missed. Welcome you. back. Glad to talk wasabi with you guys anytime. Anytime, Cap. That's it. What should we do? Let's get lost. Let's get lost. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.